is into uh, the, the subject of opinions. Try to finish it tonight. So there will be scriptures that I won't go through, but I will give you the scripture for you to write down uh, in order for me to finish this so that I can get back to uh, my lesson that I didn't finish, chapter 4 of John. Amen. Amen. So we're still dealing with opinions. We're still dealing with our thoughts. And we are still dealing with how we perceive things versus how God says things. Amen. It makes a whole lot of difference about how we perceive what God is saying when we don't dig deep enough to really get the understanding. The Bible tells us out of all of your getting, get an understanding. Amen. Once we get an understanding, we will be some powerful people in the kingdom because we'll be operating the way God had intended for us to operate and there are some things that the people of God would be able to do and change because they are operating in the position and in the way that God would have them to do. Amen? So if you would, I got one chapter that I'm going to still do in, in Old Testament and then we're going to move quickly into the New. And that's Psalm 139 verses 1 through 10. And you should be able to see it on the screen, if I'm not mistaken. So let's begin reading at the first verse, please. O Lord, thou hast searched me and known me. Thou knowest my down settings and my uprising. Thou understandest my thoughts afar off. Thou compassest my path and my lying down, and are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word in my tongue, but oh, but lo, O oh Lord, thou knowest all together. Thou hast beset me behind and before, and laid thine hands upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me. It is high, I cannot attain unto it. Where shall I go from thy spirit? And where shall I flee from thy presence? If I ascend up into the heavens, thou art there. If I make my bed in hell, behold, thou art there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost part of the sea, even there shall thy hand lead me, and thy right hand shall hold me. Here is God speaking, and God is speaking as the omnipresent and the omniscient. And David said, the Lord has searched me thoroughly. He has investigated and know everything about me, excuse me. I am, David actually said, I am an open book to God. 
He knows when I lay down and when I rise up. He knows my entire life down to what I think before it hit my tongue. Wow. Let that sink in. God knows your thoughts before you even speak them. Let that sink in. That's an indication that there is nothing hid from God that is in your heart. Amen. You don't even have to speak it. He already knows what's there. And when you get ready to blurt it out, he already knows what you're going to say. David concludes the Lord, you knows it all. Such knowledge is more than I can comprehend. Now, let me listen to what, what King David is saying now. King David is saying that, Lord, out of all the kingship that you have given me, out of all the people that I lead, all the people that I am over, I still can't comprehend your knowledge. Wow. He said, I am not smart enough to know what you know unless you reveal it unto me. And here is where we got to get the comprehension is that we need to be waiting on the revelation of God. Amen. Where in this life can I run from thy spirit to avoid you? Where can you go to avoid God? There is nowhere, there is no hiding place, not even in our mind. How can I flee from your presence? Where can you go from an omnipresent God that is everywhere? Amen. You cannot get it. Look here. And you know what? We ought to be glad about that. You know why? Because if he hadn't have been omnipresent, there are some times that we would have been dead that he shielded us from dying. <laughs> Yeah, he shielded us from a lot of things that we were not even aware of because of his omnipresence. Come on, somebody. When the enemy that set up a standard against you to kill you, he stepped in. Said, it's not your time. I got something for you. Huh? Look how long that God has kept us before we even came into the knowledge of who he was. Look at all them stupid childhood years that you live, huh, on the edge. Come on, somebody. You know we lived on the, on the edge. That God kept us from falling off the edge. Because of his omnipresence. You know what that all tell us? God must have had some intentions for me. Later on in life. God had a plan for me. And every, every saying of God ought to be telling themselves, God had a plan for me in the future of my life. Because if it had not been for God, I would be sleeping in my grave. Lamont, there was a lot of times I could have been sleeping. And it wouldn't have been in no bed. It would have been six feet under. Come on, somebody. 
Wherever I go, Lord, you there. You can write down Hebrew chapter 4, verses 13, Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 23 and 24. Put that in your notes. Read them later. If I go to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed, you know, when you say make your bed, that means that guess what? You plan on staying. If I make my bed in hell, you are there. Guess what? That tells me that even if you go to hell, God going to visit you. Amen. And one of the things he might, just by paraphrasing, one of the things he might ask us is how did you get down here? Out of all the knowledge that I gave you. Wow. If I go into the deepest part of the sea, you are there. So, don't get swallowed up by a whale. God still know you in the belly of the whale. Huh? Did he not know that Jonah was in the belly of the whale? Huh? And then he gave the whale commandment to puke him up on dry land? Look at God. Look at the God that y'all serve. That he even has the power to rule in the sea. When God is in charge and in his right hand he holds you and in his right hand he guides you, good God Almighty, look at how can we go wrong? How can we fail if we are in the right hand of God? How can we fail if we allow God to lead us? How can we not succeed in life if we allow God to lead and guide us through all truth? How can we unless we stop listening to him and form our own opinion? Take our own shortcuts. Every shortcut ain't a good cut. Huh? You know what a shortcut, if you really actually look at it, you know what a shortcut does? A shortcut cuts you out of knowledge in between point A and point B. It showed that you were just trying to get there, but you wasn't paying attention to how you got there because you wanted it the short way. It's a, it, 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 it is a knowledge when you go all the way through. It's an understanding you gain when you go through. Come on, somebody. It's an experience you get when you go through. Amen. Amen. Then you can tell somebody how you went through. You can tell somebody how you got where you got and how God brought you out of where you was and put you where you is. Then because, guess what? You got experience by the knowledge of God. Amen. Let's run to Matthew chapter 6. We're going to get into the New Testament now. I fed y'all enough for them woes out of the old. In the verses 31. 
but I'm going to start at 30. Are we there? Let's start reading at the 30th verse down to 34. If God so clothed the grass of the field, which is today, is, and tomorrow is cast into an oven, shall he not much more clothe you, O ye of little faith? Therefore take no thought, saying what we shall eat, or what we shall drink, or what whether we shall be clothed, for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye need have need of all these things. But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thoughts for tomorrow, for tomorrow shall have thoughts of the things of itself. Take no thoughts about your well-being when you trust in the Lord. Stop being distracted and worrying about what you would eat, what you would drink, and what you would wear. He will attend to you and do what's best for you. Amen. The unsaved worried about all these things. And we still do too. Amen. We worried about what we're going to put in the refrigerator. Oh, boy, just think when the pandemic came. Boy, they were stacking up on food and canned goods, and they, they were stacking up on everything as if the world was in the end. Worrying. Amen. And, if it, it, and, and need be, some of you might have had to throw some of that food away because it stayed in there so long, might have got freezer burned. Amen. Check out the life. Listen at this one. Check out the life of the birds. Every morning he wakes up and get food supplies. Am I right? And he sings and flies giving God thanks. Every morning I know when it's about daybreak because I hear the birds singing. I can hear them through my window singing. I know it's getting close to time for me to get up. They are my alarm clock. I wake up with the birds. If they don't sing, something's going on wrong. It must be a storm. Only time they're not going to sing, Lamar, when it's storming and raining. But if the weather going to be foul, they're going to sing. Amen. God knows what they need. God knows what you need. So what is the first and most important thing? You got to seek. You got to aim. You got to strive after the kingdom of God and his righteousness. If we strive and aim for the kingdom of God and his righteousness and we will receive more. Check this one. Down a bird blessing. Oh. Huh? I want more than a bird blessing. Huh? I want to receive from God in the abundance of things. Amen. 
If the bird knows how to get its supplies, why is it that the saints of God don't know how to get theirs? You still stuck on getting a bird's blessing. Long as you got something to eat, you cool with it. Come on, somebody. That's a bird's blessing. But what about the abundance of things? Therefore, stop worrying about and being preoccupied with getting that you that you think God is not going to give you. Stop being preoccupied about what you don't have. Give thanks for what you have. And then God will give you more for your appreciation of thanksgiving. Am I in the right house? He will give you even more than you can think or ask. You need to thank God for the present time. You are worried about missing out on things as if there is none left for you. God got the abundance of things. Can't no one person really bankrupt God out of any blessing. Amen. God got blessings on top of blessings on top of blessings. Guess what? And guess what? He said, I will open up the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing that you don't have room enough to receive. Why, oh, you of little faith can't believe God for that? Amen. So you struggle. You struggle in your walk with God. You worry about tomorrow that has not even come. Ain't that like us? Ain't that like our human nature? We worry about what's going to happen tomorrow. Tomorrow ain't got here yet. Huh? Come on, somebody. Don't nobody know about tomorrow but God himself. The thing that we worry about tomorrow might not even get here. Amen. And sometimes when you go to worrying about tomorrow, and then when tomorrow do get here, and it don't turn out the way you were worrying, and then you holler, oh, I was worrying for nothing. Yes, you was. Because you can't control tomorrow. Amen. Each day, tomorrow and each day, has its own set of troubles. It has its own set of problems. So keep your mind on God and he will keep you in perfect peace. Amen. <coughs> Amen. You may want to write down 1 Kings chapter 3, verses 5 through 14. And we're going to go to Matthew chapter 9. Verses 1 through 8. <laughs> Amen. Are we there? Let's read it please. 
And he entered into a ship and passed over and came unto his own city. And behold, they brought unto him a man sick of the palsy. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemy. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, said, Wherefore thinketh ye evil in your heart? For whether it is easier to say, Thy sins be forgiven thee, or say, Arise and walk. But that the son... Then said he to the sick of the palsy, Arise, take up thy bed, and go into and departed to his house. But when the multitude saw it, they marveled and glorified God, which had given such power. Mm. Some men's bringing a paralyzed man on a stretcher. Jesus seeing their active faith, not their word faith, but their active faith. You got to put your faith in action. If you don't put it in action, it's not faith because it's dead. And their active faith showing confidence in him, and Jesus was impressed by their bold belief. He's not impressed about what you say. He's impressed by what you believe. Oh. And he was impressed because they had confidence in him. Where have you placed your confidence? They showed Jesus actively that their confidence was in him. And their confidence saying that we know we're in the right place. We know we're bringing him to the right one. We know that he can get his healing today. Amen. Not tomorrow. Amen. Come on, somebody. Not next week. But their confidence was saying we got him in the right place, bringing him to the right person to get his healing. It was not the faith of the paralytic, the, the, the paralyzed man, but it was the active faith of them that brought him to Jesus. Sometimes your faith has got to take some folks to Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hmm. What a belief. It didn't state that Jesus asked them anything. Huh? He saw them. He didn't ask them anything but said to the man, be of good cheers. Don't be afraid. Your sins are forgiven. It didn't say that the man said anything. It didn't say that the one that brought him said anything. It said that Jesus read them. Come on, somebody. He read them and he saw their confidence. He read them and he saw their faith. And he read them and they saw that they brought that man because he had a great need. 
And the first thing that he said was, your sins are forgiven. That's got to be our main objective is to get our sins forgiven. Then we can get healing. Oh, Lord, have mercy. Did y'all hear that one? If we get our sins forgiven, we then can get healing. This man didn't get his healing till Jesus pronounced that his sins was forgiven. First things first. Am I in the right house? The penalty is paid. Your sins is forgiven. The guilt is removed. There were some religious scholars whispering. Oh, my God. They was whispering evil thoughts among themselves. Declaring that Jesus was committing blasphemy, thinking that he was God. Watch how you put your mouth on holiness. Holiness belongs to God. It don't belong to people. Huh? Holiness is God's standard. And when we put our mouth on God's standard, we put our mouth on what God has declared. And that's a danger. Come on, somebody. Therefore, he questioned them about their gossiping ways. He heard them. He heard their opinions. He heard their gospel about what he declared. They were speaking against what he had done. He told the man, the man ain't got up out of the bed yet. The man's still on his stretcher. But he told the man, your sins be forgiven. So they voiced their opinion about him being able to forgive sin. As if though he was God himself. So he knew their thoughts. So guess what he did? He called their thoughts out on the carpet. Sometimes God will call your thoughts out on the carpet. So he questioned them about their gossiping ways. Which is simple to you? Which is simple for me to say, I forgive you or your sins or get up and walk? Which one of them is simple to you? Uh, he gave them a choice, Lamont. Which one of them would you refer to, I say, that your sin be forgiven or just tell the man to get on up and walk? You can write down Matthew 12, verses 25 through 30, and I'm going to move on. He said, while you are whispering, let it be crystal clear. Both of these is only possible with God, and I am the Son of Man with authority and power to do either or do both. Wow. Wow. And 
then he turned around and said, and to prove that, he turned to the paralegic man and said to him, get up, take up your bed, and go home. Amen. Guess what? There was no dispute about that because they saw the paralyzed man get up and walk. They saw the paralyzed man take up his bed and head for home. There was no dispute about whether or not he could heal. The dispute was whether or not he could forgive sin. So he said, now which one of them is easier? It was easier for me to say, your sins be forgiven. But now I had to show you something. I had to show you I have authority to do either or both. Amen. Amen. And said that the man rose and departed to his house. But when the multitude, God does things for you to believe. When the multitude saw it, they marveled and they glorified God, which had given such power. They gave God the glory. Guess what? Because they had just got through witnessing a miracle. Amen. But the most miracle that they didn't witness was that he forgave the man for his sin. So evidently, Jesus had already knew the life of the man. That mess. He knew your life. He knew my life. He knew how messed up we were. He knew how crooked we was. Huh? But yet still, he said, your sins are forgiven. That's the biggest miracle you can get. That is the biggest miracle you can get from God is your sins being forgiven because guess what? You can't go where he is unless your sins are forgiven. Stop looking for the fish and the loaf of bread and start looking for the forgiveness of sin. Amen. <clears throat> I like it that he heard what the strides of the religious scholars were saying. You know, sometimes when he said religious scholars, that gives me an indication you couldn't tell them nothing. <clears throat> they do the law. Huh? They was too smart for their own britches to receive a miracle. They understood the letter, but they didn't know the God. It's bad to know the letter and leave the God out. Amen. Go to Matthew chapter 15. People of God, we can be more than what meets the eye. What are you saying? Is let God invest truth in your life. And you will be more than what meets the eye. Come on, somebody. You will be a light in somebody else's life. God will send people to you just for a word. 
sink in. Somebody will say, let me go and see Antino. Let me go and see Alfreda. Let me go see Marsha. Let me go see Rosetta. Let me go and see Barbara or Takara, because they can get a prayer through. I heard, you know what, folks here, I heard that they are mighty with God. And, and, and the problem is that we don't strive to be mighty with God. They might say, let me go see Sister Turner. I heard she's an oil slinger. And demons run because that girl be slinging that oil. Your reputation in God is supposed to follow you. Your reputation in God, not your reputation in you, but your reputation in God. Supposed to have demons trembling. And the devil on the road. Mind it right out. Matthew chapter 15, verses 8 through 20. Let's read them, please. Can y'all see way back there? Good. I might call on you to read. <laughs> Let's read that, please. These, this people draw nigh to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their heart is far from me. But in vain they do worship me, teaching for doctrines. And he called a multitude and said unto them, Hear and understand. What did he ask them to do? Hear and Not just to hear, but he wants you to get an understanding. Amen. Amen. And he said, Not that which goes into the mouth defies a man, but that which comes out of the mouth, this is. Oh, so you got to watch what you spit out. Then came his disciples and said unto him, Knowest thou that the Pharisees were offended after they heard? Guess what? If you ain't following God's word, you're supposed to get offended. If you won't hear what God has to say, you're supposed to get offended. Amen. You hear here Jesus saying, I ain't got no tits for nobody. He going to give you the butt naked truth. If you can't eat what Jesus said, I know you ain't going to eat what I said. Amen. But he answered and said, every plant which is my heavenly father has not planted shall be rooted up. Let them all alone. But if the blind lead the blind, and if the blind lead the blind, Wow. Hmm. 
And, and you can typify that as no knowledge leading no knowledge. No truth leading no truth. So y'all head in the same direction, regardless of what popular opinion say. Because the truth ain't based on popular opinion. It's based on what does says the Lord. And then answered Peter, said unto him, Declare unto us this. Wait a minute. He, he done already told Peter plain. You know, now that's a problem that, that, that I notice that most times people have. The word of God can be plain and they all still looking for a revelation. They still looking for something to be revealed when God done plainly said what he had to say. Amen. Amen. And here Peter wasn't no different than we. Here he is. He wasn't God. He, nah, 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 I, I, I don't get it. Yet without understanding. And, 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 and Jesus said, are you also yet without understanding? Do not you yet Understand that whatsoever enter into the mouth goes into the belly and is cast out into the draw. But these things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile the man. For out of the heart proceeded the thoughts, the murders, fornication, theft, false witness, blasphemy. But eating with. Wait a minute, wait a minute. We put more thoughts on the minor and we let the major go by. Amen. Uh, those things that really matter is the one we pay less attention to. We pay less attention about what we think. Come on, somebody. We pay less attention about what we say. Amen. We pay less attention by being an adulterer against God's word. We pay less attention about thief and false witness. And false witness is just practically out lying. We pay less attention to that. Am I in the right house? God said, you honor me with your lips. You make a big show. <laughs> huh? You play actors. Wow. You need to be in Hollywood. That's where actors are. Come on, somebody. If you're going to be an actor, go somewhere and get paid for it. But you can't put on a good enough show for God. Amen. God said you are a pretender. You're pretending to be so spiritual when you are yet carnal. They pretend to worship me, but don't mean it. They are acting. <coughs> Boy, that's a bad place to be. To be acting in front of God, thinking you're getting his attention, and he ain't even paying you no mind. You can write down, Psalm 78, verses 36 through 39. You can read it on your time. Jesus said, they are using me as a cover 
for teaching whatever suit their fantasy. They teach things to make themselves look good. It's like they got an audience with God and always lying saying, and the Lord said when the Lord ain't said nothing. And give you the, 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 the thought or you get the opinion that they are so mighty in God. But baby, they just flattering you. Because if they gave you the truth, it might rub you wrong. And you might feel some kind of way. Come on, somebody. <clears throat> he told his disciples, listen and understand. Don't always listen, people. Try to get an understanding. It's not what go in your mouth, but what come out of your mouth. That defiles and pollutes your life. Wow. He called the pollution of your mouth is what you are vomiting up. Huh? Mm. You keep vomiting up your mess before God. And think he going to accept it. Anybody that knows vomiting knows it stinks. Huh? So guess what? Do what you said stink in the nostril of God? Do God get the scent about what we say that causes an order to go into his nostrils? The disciples said to Jesus, you said some hard. You said some hard stuff. You upset them people. You think that moved at Jesus? Cause they said he said some hard stuff and upset them. Jesus did not come here to stroke anybody's ego. Come on now. If anybody gonna get stroked, you better be stroking Jesus. Huh? He's the one that did the work. He's the one that brought you salvation. He's the one that said, your sins be forgiven. Amen. He's the one that ought to be put on the pedestal. And Jesus turned around and he told him, say, anything that's not planted by God will be plucked up by the roots. You that are following the opinion of others about God's word, they are blind, and so are you. And they're leading you into a pit. Huh? Did you not know that the enemy has started a sound, good gospel? That it hides or dilutes the truth? And if you're riding on a deluded word, my God, my God, where are you going? That delusion cannot lead you to the kingdom. That delusion cannot give you power. Anything deluded is weak. 
At this point, Jesus, uh, at this point, Peter said he didn't get the, get the understanding. Could Jesus explain it to him? Uh, I, I, I looked in the message and it said by Peter, it said, Jesus said to Peter, are you being willfully stupid? Wow. You walking with me? I'm teaching you every day. And you're going to sit here and be willfully stupid. What goes in your stomach comes out the trough. And what comes out of your mouth came from your heart. And you vomit it up, your evil thoughts. Wow. So, for the saints of God, I guess we need to put a watch over our mouth what we allow to come out. Because as a saint of God, whatever the saint of God says, guess what? It goes up before the Father. So are we sending up vomit? Huh? Are we sending up a stench in his nostrils? So maybe it would Help us to better guard what we say. Because normally what you say is what came out your heart. Huh? Amen. I've been around some folk that are cussing and say, excuse me. <laughs> I said, for what? <laughs> you mean it? Huh? I had to tell one today, he said, he got just bending, 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 bending about his folks and got upset and, and he got the cut. He said, uh, uh, excuse me, preacher, but I got to watch what I said. Yeah, you're right. You need to watch what you say. Yeah, I, I, I know you're frustrated, but you still got to watch what you say. Amen. Let's go to Romans chapter 10. Oh, and just in case you didn't know, let me be the first to tell you, just because you go to church don't mean they won't cuss in front of you either. Not only would they cuss in front of you, you got some cussing saints. So it don't, cussing ain't a problem in this day and age. Amen. That's just how much closer we're getting to the end. That there is no regard or no respect for God. That we'll throw up anything before him. That's, we're getting that much closer to the closing of this age. Romans 10 verses 1 through 4 says, Brethren, my hard desire, prayer of God for Israel may be saved, but bearing record of them, but not according to knowledge, but being ignorant of God's righteousness 
and going about establishing their own righteousness, having not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. For Christ is the end of the law, everyone that believed it. Wow. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. That we go establish our own righteousness. Paul said, my main concern is that Israel might be saved. And his word extended out to the Gentiles that they might be saved. And all the word of God is for is that you might be saved. If you read anything other than that in it, then guess what? You are being deceived. Come on now. Because Jesus done it all. He was the end of the law. So guess what? Everything that you owe and do, you owe it to Jesus Christ. When our agenda changes from God's salvation of saving soul, we are not the church, but we have become a social club. Our agenda it should be about people being saved. That's the message that Paul was trying to get over is that we have got to go after saving souls. Just as Paul said the Jews have a zeal, very energetic, huh? You get to talking to the Jews about God and the law, they get very energetic. They get very knowledgeable. They get, they get all kinds of uh, 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 sermons to tell you. They tell you all kind of accolades about what God had done in the past. They get very energetic about the God that called them out of the land of Egypt. But God said, but not according to knowledge. Doing it all the wrong way or backwards. They can stop at Moses. They can stop at Moses bringing them out of Egypt, but they can't go to Jesus Christ. Wow. Wow. They stopped. Where are you stopping it? Where have you stopped on the road to salvation? Where have you stopped in trying to make it to the kingdom of God? Hmm. Have you lost your zeal? You're not energetic about God anymore? Huh? We are not enthused about what, look at here. You're not enthused about what God been doing in your life all up to now? Come on, somebody. 
You ought to have an everlasting praise for God. Huh? He done brought you out of some stuff. Huh? He done brought you from the killing flow and brought you back to life. Amen. But they being ignorant of God's righteousness, that says you are walking in your own way and refuse to see and commit to the truth of God's word. And guess what? It's happening in the churches today. Nobody want to submit to the truth of God's word. Amen. You want to fumble around in the book and find those things that speak sweet stuff to you when you ain't went through nothing. <laughs> huh? Guess what? When David spoke sweetness of God, it's because of what he had went through. The trials that he went through and what he had to persevere that brought the sweetness and he was speaking to God. He wasn't speaking to himself, but he was speaking to God how God had brought him through. Amen. Come on, somebody. Amen. You better learn to appreciate your God. Amen. It's a shame to go to hell from the church. Can you imagine Church folks in hell. Huh? You get down to hell and them folks tell you, you dance all around the church. You shouted. You gave your testimony of how good God is. What in the world are you doing down here? Then the scripture will come. Who did hinder you from obeying the truth? Who did you let get in your pathway to stop you from believing God's word? Don't be like Abner. Died like a fool died. Left out of the ark of safety and died in the street. Wow. That's like leaving the church and going back to where you came from and died like a fool died. Why a fool? Because you knew the truth. You knew the truth of God's word. You had a knowledge and a visitation from the holy God. And you left the house of Satan and went back and died like a fool. Some made it back and some won't. Don't you play it like the roll of a dice. Because you might hit snake eye. Come on, somebody. He left the safety zone. 
Some of you will allow people to pull you out of the safety zone. The safety zone of God. And not just physical, but die spiritually. And possible naturally before your time. It's bad when you got all the provisions of God. Because it's rough. God makes all of your provisions. It's nothing that you're doing on your accord. Whatever you do, God still got to endorse it. God, God still got to bless it. God still got to put his hands on it. All the provision that he made for you, he made you a family member. We don't even, we don't even reference being a family member. We don't reference being a family member in the family of God. He gave us his glory when he gave you the Holy Ghost. He gave you a piece of his glory. Come on, somebody. He gave you a Holy Spirit. Not just a ghost. Some might have a ghost, but might not be holy. There's a lot of ghosts out there. <laughs> he gave us the revelation of who he is. Shouldn't nobody have to try to tell you who God is now. Shouldn't nobody be able to take the God out of your mouth or who he really is because he gave you that revelation of him. Amen. What would you allow to override that? He made a covenant with you. He gave you promises. Look at all the provision that God made for the church. Man, we ought to be praising and knocking these walls down for the provision that God has made for us. Come on, somebody. Wow. And you change, and you're going to be changed by opinions. You're going to be changed by a knockoff gospel. Wow. You're going to follow a knockoff gospel instead of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That can't save you and nobody else. Help us, Lord. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 3. I'm not planning on getting back in this next week. I said, I'm not planning. First Corinthians chapter 3, verses 18 through 20. What do it say? Let no man deceive. Oh, don't you deceive your own self. <laughs> so you know what he's saying you ain't going to be able to lay this on nobody else road because you know too much you're going to deceive your own self let no man deceive himself 